arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, "I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you." And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know. This is the Legacy Lineup. I'm your host, Rin Lawwell. Joining me, my co-host, Jimmy Barnett. And this is our special Father's Day edition of the Legacy Lineup, coming to you live from Jimmy's Garage here on this Sunday morning, um, putting out some content on Father's Day. Jimmy, what's up, man? How's it going? Another week, another episode? Excited to get going. Yeah, not much, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Um, This is my third Father's Day um, that I've got to spend with my son, Bowen. So, uh, and my new son, Hayes, who's now three months old. So, uh, you're going to get to experience this next year on Father's Day. So, I'm sure you're excited about that. Yeah, definitely. This is a, kind of a unique one for me because it's my last one not being a father. And, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to this next one. You know, I'm going to be a dad. So, really excited about that. And, you know, it's kind of surreal because, you know, this is, you know, my dad and I spent the day together yesterday and we kind of talked about, you know, what's next for me and being a father and, you know, he was just kind of giving me advice on things, so that was kind of cool. So, I'm excited, man. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to be a dad. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see you be a dad. I know you've uh, had a lot of comments for me, um, so I, I'm excited to see you uh, get yours. So that's coming down the road. But anyway, uh, a lot of stuff for you here on the on the legacy lineup today. Uh, different stuff that we're going to throw at you. Uh, starting off with uh, some some crazy news stories from the week uh, that we saw. We both have one that we're gonna we're gonna throw out here. Um, so I'll go ahead and start with mine. Um, of course, the uh, c- cicada issue has been uh, all over the state of Ohio. I'll be honest. I, I've only seen one cicada so far. Have you Have you seen any? Yeah, actually, we were uh, – I, I, I had a little getaway from work and went up to Cincinnati and went golfing um, for a couple of days, uh, Thursday and Friday. Friday was rained out, but on Thursday, man, in Cincinnati, they weren't – I don't know if you watched the news, but they weren't kidding. The cicadas are horrible there. And they've kind of died off a little bit. I think they're, like, gone now. They're starting to leave, yeah. But they were horrible. Um, Combs was laughing at me because they'd land on me and I'd run and scream like a girl. <laughs> I hate those things. I, I don't think they're dangerous, but they're freaking annoying and they're yeah. they, they scared me. I don't like them, dude. I don't like bugs, really. Well, you um, know, like, people, like, people will, like, fry them up on the grill and eat them. Like, yeah, they're, like, I, supposedly like a shellfish. Like, dude, you, they, you they land them. on you and they start making that noise and they're, yeah. like... They, like, I'll be putting and want to land right on my stomach, and, like, I'll be looking at Like, it freaks me out. Is that why you lost to Combs? Yeah, dude, they're everywhere. I swear Blending to God, they were, they were landing on it. It's weird because it's, it seems like they're, like, mainly in the bigger cities. Like, I know Columbus has had a bunch of issues with them as well. But, like, here in the country where we live, I, I have really – I've seen one. That's it. But anyway, my, my news story from the week that I thought was pretty crazy, a dude from Ohio, Cincinnati, actually. You just mentioned how bad they were in Cincinnati. Uh, wrecked his car uh, because and this would be you because the cicada flew in his face while he was driving. He hit a pole. That would um, totally be me. I yeah, would do that. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's just nuts that that they've become that much of a problem that people are wrecking their vehicles because you know they're they're, they're so plentiful around hopefully here. Hopefully, the cicada is going to cover. You know, has insurance. It's going to cover. Yeah, it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's got liability. Uh, but now I've heard like stories about how they uh, they like heat, so they'll get inside your like in your engine. And then, like, blow up your engine in your car. Like, 
That's nuts. Bugs can do that. Just tear up your car. Nothing you can do about it. Probably. I don't have insurance. We can cover that. I hate those things. I don't know, man. They're crazy. They stay underground and they come out every 17 years or 14 years or something like that. I don't know. Craziest little creatures. I see them on the greens, dude. I was putting through these things. They're on the greens. I believe I've been to a Reds game. Um, with me, I remember we when had to the, leave yeah. early because they were annoying you, and Marissa. I it was that. terrible. They were just yeah. they kept f- dropping from the sky like they'd be like hundreds of them just dropping out of the sky. It's crazy. What's your uh, what's your crazy news story from the week? So it is really crazy. Um, and I'm not a soccer fan. Um, I have nothing against the sport, but um, I'm sure some of you saw it. the The Denmark Denmark um, soccer team in the Euro 2020 was playing against Finland, and Denmark's um. Christian Eriksson's collapsed on the field. Um, he he went into cardiac arrest, yeah. and um, you know he collapsed and he actually stopped breathing. I mean he was he was dead. Yeah. Um, and his team, I, I believe it was the goalkeeper that noticed it. Um, and due to some of his teammates' actions, getting the medical staff onto the field, um, you know they, they did kinda, CPR on him right on yeah, the field. They, they surrounded him. They took the appropriate actions. I think they used. Um, is it the AED device? Yeah. Um, they, they took the appropriate actions. Uh, they kind of b- made a blockade around him. Um, they, they kept the, the like news media away from him. Um, his wife came onto the field and they like comforted her. Um, I just thought it was really cool how they took care of the situation. Um, the best they could while the yeah. medical staff was getting there. And, and the, you know, and the medical staff said they saved his life. I mean, because of their actions and, you know, yeah. their, their training, I guess, you know, maybe they had some training in first aid CPR, um, but he was in the hospital and, you know, he's young. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure. That's the craziest part. I mean, this is a dude that's one of the, you know, you think of soccer players, best in shape, shape people on yeah. the planet. Yeah. So to have a guy that, you know, has cardiac arrest, you know, being in that type of shape, it's just, it's unthinkable, but you never know. I mean, people have issues like that, that you can never, you know, it kind of scares you a little bit because, never know if it's going to happen to you, um, you know, especially looking at myself. I'm, I'm not in that good of shape, so that could happen to me anytime as well. But I know, there was a lot of backlash as well for the uh, the camera guys because they, they actually, like, recorded it and were showing it on TV, like him laying there, like, not unconscious. And then they'd, they'd pan to his wife who was crying, like, that, a lot of backlash the, on that's that. That's the thing about media, news media. They want the best story. Um, that's what they're paid to do, unfortunately, is to yeah. get the best story, whether it's good or bad or violent or – dangerous or death um they they don't care they're paid to get the best story um and and that's part of their they're going to always get backlash for that and you know whether or not we agree with it that's what they're paid to do i mean you know it's just like politics you know we don't always agree with it but that's what they're paid to do and you know i don't think it's right but at the same time i thought his teammates did an excellent job um i'm glad the guy's alive i'm glad it seems like he's gonna make a full recovery i'm glad he's doing well um you know hopefully they're able to figure out what caused all that um but man, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, when yeah. I saw that, it was just something that kind of stuck with me. So I'm glad. For it sure. Makes you think, you know, you need to take care of yourself. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. Like that, that, that dude, he he takes care of himself. He's an athlete. He's in prime physical shape. But there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, if you have like one of those arrhythmias in your heart, yeah. like there's nothing you can do. So, it just kind of scares you a little bit. Um, but let's transition into uh, a different topic here. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds. Um, on previous episodes, we spent a lot of time talking about the Reds. I'm going to spend a little bit more time today talking about the Reds because, you know, there's, there's been kind of an up and down going on with them um, over the last month of June. Uh, had the best month of June they've had in a long time. Um, you know, caught themselves back up in the in the standings in the NL Central. 
Um, they've been uh, they've been hot. Uh, last three games, they've been a little bit cold. Uh, it's it's really come down to, to to pitching, right? I mean, it's come down to the, to the bullpen. Uh, it's been terrible. And, um, and the thing is, man, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the starting pitching has been good. The bullpen was good for about 16 games there. They got on a really hot streak when the the Reds were 13 and three over that span. Um, like you said, it's come down to the bullpen at the end of the day. Starting pitching's had its ups and downs, its ebbs and flows, but uh, you know. It, and with the starting pitching too, I mean, you're talking about um, you know two rookies now in that rotation with uh, Gutierrez and uh, Centillion. I mean, Sonny Gray's out; he's he's hurt. I don't know. Is he on the 10 day? Is he on the 60 day DL? Uh, he's going to miss one more start, and he'll be okay. back. Um, but then you got Castillo, who who really struggled in the you know opening part man, of the season, but he's, he's been really good lately. Yeah, now. and you know Centillion, he really hasn't been great yet. I mean, he. But Second, he's he's had two yeah, starts. Yeah. But I mean, and that's the thing. Him and Gutierrez, I think they can be really good. Uh, if Castillo can keep it going, it's that bullpen. Maybe Michael Lorenzen coming back, getting in there, getting some experience in that bullpen. Um, Amir Garrett has been god awful. I, when he goes into the game, I don't know what. I, I'm just assuming they're going to blow the lead. I mean, yeah. I, at that point, um, you know, it, it's really frustrating to watch. And like you and I talked about, it was almost like them and the Padres flip spots. The Padres, I think, were like three and thirteen over a span, and the Reds were thirteen and three. And then they ran into the Padres coming home to a full stadium, first time in, since COVID. Um, the Padres got really hot versus the Reds. They had won three running into the Reds. They get the Reds at home in front of a full stadium. And even the announcers were saying, you know, this is 40-some thousand fans, all Padres fans. And, you know, there were some Reds fans there. But they're running into – and we all know the Padres are a very, very talented young Oh, yeah, baseball. for sure. Manny Machado, um, Tatis. Tatis. Yeah. And, you know, they have some talented pitchers. Yeah. Um, they're very, very talented. They built that team the right way. Um, they're electric. I hate the Padres because I hate how arrogant they are. I cannot stand the team. I kind of like it. They're good, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was a Padres fan, I'd love it. Yeah. But I'm not. I mean, they beat the Reds. They beat the Reds the last well, three games. In, Hopefully, it, the Reds it, can knock them off today. I'm praying. In that, for, we'll just talk about that series real quick. So the first game of the series is a game the Reds should have won, right? I mean, that, that's it. That should have been a win. So you got um, uh, Tyler Stevenson comes up with an RBI, uh, ties the game. And then Jonathan India, the other rookie, comes in, hits a two-run home run. You had a 4-2 lead going into the ninth. And then you bring on uh, Hendricks. He allows them to tie the game uh, with a walk and a home run. So game's tied at four. And then you bring in Amir Garrett, and he blows the rest of the game. They lose with a walk-off home run against Amir Garrett. But, I mean, the bullpen's just been terrible. I mean, it's been terrible. There's nothing you can say other than that. Uh, You look at Amir Garrett's ERA, it's 9.15 right now. I mean, it seems like every time he comes in, he's giving up a home run or a walk. Or, and walks have been the biggest issue, in my opinion. They're, they're giving up walks, getting guys on base, and then they're giving up hits or runs or home runs, whatever. You, yeah. I, I, mean, got an Amir, I got an Amir Garrett stat I'm going to pull up here. I mean, you can keep talking but about even it. But like, even like Heath Hembry. Heath Hembry had a great series against Milwaukee when they swept the Brewers the series before this. He had a great series, came in, looked really good, and then last night comes in and blows you know another game. So, I mean, it's like they're just so – inconsistent and it's tough to to put your finger on it but you know that you know uh, ownership sell the sell the team bob hashtag sell the team ownership has to do something about the bullpen i mean there's got to be something's got to be done what's your uh, amir garrett stat i'm trying to find it here it, it's it, it's sickening it'll it'll make a red but like t- you know tj antone's out he's been out injured he's their best bullpen guy um you know there's really nobody you can count on in the bullpen i mean sean doolittle awful he's just awful 
The dude throws 93. All he throws is a fastball. And he's known for like hitting spots, but he's not hitting spots. He's, he's throwing it right down the middle of the plate and getting crushed. Um, but I mean, like what's the plan moving forward? Lucas Sims has been decent. Anton and Sims are probably the only two that should still be on the roster as far as bullpen guys go. Um, but like, you know, we, when you start getting some guys back, like you said, you know, with Sonny Gray coming back, that could, you know, be an opening Michael Lorenzen coming back. That could be an opening to get some other guys in the bullpen to, you know, maybe give you some help there. Um, Lorenzen, a guy that, you know, has a lot of experience, like you said, uh, maybe you can move, uh, Tony Santillan to the, to the bullpen. Once Sonny Gray comes back, he could be another guy, but I think, you know, ownership and the GM Nick crawl, they're going to have to do something, you know, cause this team is, you know, on the cusp I and mean, then they're offensively, they're, they're very good and they have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, but it's just a question of whether or not they're going to do what it takes to get them there. Exactly. You can't keep rebuilding this, no. this team can win now. They're not offensively. They're there. It is the bullpen. And they are there offensively. They're there in the starting rotation. They are not there in the bullpen. And that is not that hard to fix. It's not. Dude, make a trade, whether there, or not. And there are several options that I researched as far as trade options as well. So you've got Ian Kennedy, who's a right-handed reliever for the Rangers that's on the trade block. Uh, he's got a 2.71 ERA on the season, 12 saves on the season, one of the saves leaders in, in uh, Major League Baseball. The Rangers suck. Uh, so they could be a trade partner to get somebody like him. Um, also, Kendall Graveman from the Mariners. He's got a .92 ERA for the Mariners right now. Um, you know, 1.2 million base salary, so cheap, you know, affordable. And then Yimmy Garcia from the uh, Marlins, another guy. So all these guys are just, just options that, you know, uh, Castellini and, and Crawl could bring in if they wanted to improve their team. But it seems like they're fine with, you know, just rolling with what they have. They don't want to spend any more money. Yeah, and I can't find the Amir Garrett stat, but it was it was when he's brought it in the ninth inning. Basically, it, it was it was unbelievable how many hits, home runs, runs he's given up in a close game like that. He's not the man for that situation. He's not. And Amir Garrett was brought up initially as a starter. That may be what they need to experiment with him. I'd put him back down for a Triple A, you know, stint. And it's it's very clear that he's lost all of the confidence that he's he had. No he, confidence he, left. He, He's not a bullpen guy. It's it's obviously he's not an end of the game guy. It's it's obviously. But last year he was he was good. I mean he was he's been good the last couple of years. I don't. This know. year is just completely you know one eighty in my opinion. I don't I, know what it is. I, I if you've watched him, his he deleted his, his social media. Yeah, his arrogance know? is gone. Yeah, he he's realized that he's not good enough to be arrogant anymore. I yeah, mean, thank God because it was annoying, but. Yeah, but I mean, even even Garrett came in in that Brewer series, and he you know got him a win the last game of that series by you know getting yeah. the last two outs of the game. That's all he got to do is come in for an inning and get but, those three outs. But like you said, in this series, the only game they should have lost was not they should have won the first one, they should have lost the second one clearly, and then the third one last night they should have won. Yeah, so that's three of four, three two of three games they should have won. We don't know about today yet. But this team is there. And if we go back through the season, and obviously in baseball you're going to have bullpens blow games. Yeah. That's, that happens. But it shouldn't be as many as the Reds do. They're the worst bullpen in baseball. One of the worst, if not the worst. I know they're like right there. At no, the they're bottom. the worst. They're the worst yeah. overall. So, so you know, let's let's say they, they win just 25 to 30% of these games that they've blown. They're in first place in the Central. Yeah. They're three games out, and they've lost three in a row. 
Yeah. That tells you how talented this Reds team is, in my opinion. Offensively, especially, yeah. And, and, and you look at those guys that, you know, are really doing it for the Reds right now, and it's been the rookies, too. I mean, it's been India. It's been Stevenson. Those two guys have been kind of the catalyst of this team. I mean, they've been the guys that have gotten them going. Um, I'm wearing my Jonathan India jersey right now. I mean, he's yeah. a stud. He, he, is, had his, he, he had his ups and downs. I mean, he had a, a rough patch. And here's something to think about, Rand. Think about that. We've talked about this. Let's think about this. Who's not playing right now for the Reds? Senzel, Mustakis, Lorenzen. You got yeah. these guys hurt. Votto gets tossed in the first yesterday, which was hilarious. Yeah. You know, and and I don't know about you. I mean, I'm not a huge Votto fan. I mean, I was early in his career. He's gotten older. But these young guys have brought out some fire in Joey Votto. Like, he's even said at Castellanos and in India, they're bringing out this fire in Joey Votto. I mean, he hadn't acted like this before, really. Like, yeah. like this crazy. He's always had that kind of, like, you know, yeah, wild but, streak. But, yeah. But he's getting crazy, man. He's scoring from He's first. getting pumped up. Yeah. I've never seen that. Like, Joey Votto doesn't do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – I'm liking it. This team is competitive. Uh, Moustakis is really suffering from, like, a heel contusion He or just went on like the 60-day DL, I saw, so yeah. he probably won't be back for a while. He's going to be out for a while. Hopefully, Senzel can bounce back. The thing with Senzel – and, you know, you know as well as anybody, and I know you're going to laugh, I'm a huge Suarez fan. The guy's struggling. He He's bad. He he can't hit. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how you hit 49 homers and then you come back. And, and I know COVID will just scratch that year. But I don't know what happened. Well, I, I saw some somebody say the other day on Twitter that he's probably going to hit 35 home runs and then have a, like a one – 59 yeah. batting average. So his, I mean, he does produce, which the, everybody he in last baseball, night. everybody in baseball will tell you averages and everything anymore because there are other stats that mean something. That's why, that's why when you look at Castellanos and Winker, a lot of people don't look at them as MVP caliber because they're not looking at average. They're looking at other stuff. But when you look at Suarez, he does he does trail Winker and Castellanos and maybe one or two other guys on the team in production, but not average. Naquin. But Naquin. And like you said, Naquin has been a great acquisition. I think they could get a lot out of Naquin if they traded him. He might be one of those guys to get those bullpen pieces because he's valuable. You're not going to get what you're going to get out of Naquin out of Suarez. You're not. You know you're not. Naquin's going to bring more than Suarez is at this point. Yeah. Suarez isn't really valuable. I wonder what you could get out of Shogo because they really haven't used Shogo at this point. Well, and see, that's the thing, though. I don't know what you – I don't know what you get out We're, of Shogo. I think Shogo could be good, though. I do. I think Shogo still could be good. He's like 33 years old, though. I mean, yeah, he's getting he to is. the end of his – you know. I don't know. I mean, I I like I like Shogo. I I do like Naquin. Um, he, he brings a different energy. How old is Naquin? Like 26? Uh, 28. 28, yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. But I, I'm starting to – I do love Suarez. I'll always love the guy, but it might be time to move on from him. Um, yeah. And th- this is the first time I've said this on live air. So, Gina, yeah. if you hear me, I'm sorry, buddy. But he Good is vibes only. I, you know, I saw – you know, you say sometimes he's nonchalant, and I saw a production of that – or a, a, I guess an episode of that last night on a third or first where it should have been caught by a first baseman in pro baseball, a scoop. Um, if it was Joey, it probably would have been caught. It was uh, Heineman or Freeman. Heineman. It was Heineman. I mean, why is he even playing? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Heineman dropped it. But Gino should make that throw. I mean, Machado was jogging. Yeah. I mean, set your feet and make the throw. That made me mad. Um, and, you know, I have saw a couple other things. I mean, he's got like 14 errors on the year. Now, granted, most of them were at shortstop, a position that he hadn't played in a long time. 
but it may be time to move on. And maybe he's at that point in his career where he's not an everyday player. I don't know. But, you know, he's not, he is getting paid a lot of money to not be an everyday player. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, for sure. He's getting paid a lot. So I don't know if they can deal him. Um, I, I like Suarez. He, he is a great guy, great teammate, uh, but he's not producing. And you producing to the point where I think he should be. And I'm sure the Reds front office sees that. But I also think there's a loyalty thing in Cincinnati. That organization's always been that way, I think. And that kind of bugs me because I think this team can win now. And if that means putting Senzel at third – or India at third, or Senzel at second, or whatever they got to do. Because Kyle Farmer's starting to come into form, dude. Uh, I don't know. Def- I don't know. Defensively, he's well, the best we got. Sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, defensively he is. But I don't know if he's got the production offensively. And that's what I was going to ask you next. He's like, been hitting, dude. Have you been watching him? I mean, yeah. He's been hitting. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think he's a consistent, you know, everyday shortstop in, in the majors. I mean, he came up as a catcher. I don't, I don't think he, he fit that role, but – that was what I was going to ask you next. Like, do you think that there's an opportunity to go out and improve the team even more, maybe at that shortstop position with a guy like Trevor Story? Yeah. If they know, could get Story, I'd go. On a one-year rental just, you know, for this year, and then maybe you add, you know, more pieces to the bullpen and you've got a contender all of a sudden with Trevor Story. I mean, he's struggling right now. Maybe you could get him, you know, a little cheaper than, you know, asking price. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think the Rockies would take someone like, a package deal with Suarez and I don't, they'd have to give up something in the minors probably pitching. Oh yeah. I'm sure. not giving up green or Lodolo yeah. no way in hell, but yeah. they would have to give up something, but yeah. I'm not giving up those two, but yeah. that's what everybody's going to want. Yeah. But I'd give I'm, up green. No way. I know he throws one Oh four, but I'd give him up. I, I think the control is going to be an issue for him down the road. No way. I don't there's know. No way you Lodolo. I like a lot because I think Lodolo has got the control already, you know, but there's, I don't know about green. There, I think there's he's a little no wild. You, there's no way you give him up, man. You don't let something like that go without seeing what it can do in the pros. I'm serious. Yeah, well, that's once in a lifetime. What about another here. couple other guys that uh, the Reds are pretty familiar with? The shortstop that are on the on the block right now, I guess. One of them will be a guy that was with the team last year, Freddie Galvis in Baltimore. He's a guy that's on the block. He's hitting for power this year a lot more than he was last year. And then the other guy, another former Red, Jose Iglesias, guy they kind of let slip through the cracks and he got away. But the Angels, he's on the trade block as well. He's a dude that hits for average. I mean, he can hit 300. I loved him. Yeah. I think I think he he could be a guy you could bring back on a, you know, cheap deal. I so, love that. Those guy. are two options, but uh yeah, I mean, I think the Reds, you know, they have a, they have some work to do, especially in the front office. They've got to bring some guys in, right? And, they, and they have to. If you want to win, you have to. Before we jump out of the Reds, I, I do want to go over something for like the listeners so they can understand like what we're saying from a hitting standpoint. So, just to go through everything, the so people don't think we're crazy. From a hitting standpoint, in all of Major League Baseball, the Reds rank eighth. Now, there are 30 teams in Major League Baseball. The Reds rank eighth in on-base plus slugging. They rank um, sixth in average, eighth in home runs, sixth in RBIs, eighth in runs batted in, or eighth in runs total. Um, in hits, they rank seventh. In doubles, they rank eighth. And and all these stats are a drastic improvement from last yeah. year's team. I mean, so, we're talking about a team that could not hit last year but had really good pitching, and now they can so hit. So in those stats, um, in triples, they're not in the top ten. In games, they're not in the top ten. And at-bats – they're not in the top 10. 
and base on balls. Let's see where they're at in base on balls. Walks. Yeah, walks. Where are they at there? They're 11th in walks. Strikeouts, you don't want to be in the top 10 on that. Well, they're 22nd, so they're in the bottom tier, which is very good considering they got Suarez, who leads all of Major League Baseball in the last so many years. Adam Dunn Um, Jr. In stolen bases, this is an area the Reds really need to improve in. They're 29th out of 30 teams. This is an area they're horrible in. The Reds well, do I mean, not steal bases. You look at the athletes on the team. Senzel's hurt. You know, he's a guy that can steal bases. India's, you know, done a decent job. But other than that, everybody else is kind of, you know, not that – I feel like not – maybe not that athletic is what I want to say, but doesn't have that speed. Like, you know, you're not going to see Joey Votto stealing bases. You're not going to see Tucker Barnhart stealing bases. But you know what I mean? my point is, in all major um, offensive stats – the Reds are top 10 in Major League Baseball. Yeah, so they should be a playoff team. Yeah. But then you go to pitching, and that's a completely yeah, different story. Let's go over to pitching. Okay? ERA is the one that matters. ERA. So, in ERA, the Reds are... I can't even find them here. 24th. Okay. And that's... With a 4.80 ERA. And that's all combined pitchers, right? Yep. Um, I'm seeing if I can find blown saves. I can't. No, they don't have that stat. So, anyways, that is horrible. Yeah. That That's concerning. And, and if you take out our starting pitchers and just had our bullpen in there, I guarantee you that ERA is over 10. I guarantee it is. Yeah, for sure. So, that's an interesting stat to share. Um, I mean, it's really concerning about the Reds. Um, I wish I could send – we could send this podcast via email to the ownership and they would listen to it. We need to get the sell the team Bob shirts made. I mean, I think – I mean, and that's the thing, man. Spend a little – it's not even a lot of money. They don't got to spend a lot of money. Get these – get some – if you don't want to spend the money, What's, bring up some bullpen. Bring up Hunter Green. Let's throw him at the end of the freaking game. It doesn't make sense to me because, you know, they did spend money on, on Cassianos and Moustakis. I mean, they spent money on those guys. But it's like you're not willing to spend the money, the, the full amount of money that you need. You're just willing to, you know, give, you know, your fans a little bit of excitement with those two guys. But you're not going to spend what it really takes to win, you know, a postseason series. You're going to – you're just going to get enough to Something wear. else I hope that they'll consider, that David Bell will consider, is if Moose comes back and he's not producing or even like Votto has been playing pretty good. Yeah. But if Votto would have not been producing, I hope that they're going to consider not putting the guys in there that are producing. Like India, when Sinzel comes back, I hope Sinzel doesn't take India's playing time. He shouldn't. But he was. But yeah. Sinzel was also playing very good. So Sinzel yeah. should be back in that lineup. But he should be taking it from Suarez because Suarez isn't producing. Yeah. He needs to be on the bench. Well, I agree with you 100%. I think you I mean, know. But, but in the Suarez. beginning of the year, Suarez. He should have still been getting those at bats to get his, you know, he he deserved yeah. to have the chance to get his average going. We're almost to the All Star break, dude. Yeah, it, it's time. I mean, it's time to win, man. Yeah. I'm wanting to be at the World Series in October. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going. Yeah. We're going. I'm. I'll take out a freaking second mortgage on this house, dude. I'm going. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we'll wrap up the Reds. Uh, spend a little bit of time on them today. Um, you know, hopefully they can over get over the hump here and, and get a win today against San Diego. Um, and get back in that uh, NL Central race for the first place spot, which luckily the Cubs and the Brewers are both in losing, so uh, haven't fallen too far back after uh, catching back up. But 
Uh, let's move on to a little bit, uh, you know, I guess a similar topic, college baseball uh, and the College World Series coming up. I know you're a, uh, well, your dad's from Tennessee, so you're a, a Vols fan by, um, I guess, default. Um, but the Tennessee Vols, number two overall seed in this tournament, uh, they look pretty good, man. I mean, we saw the walk-off home run against Wright State. Um, you know, it was a it was a grand slam, actually, a walk-off grand slam against Wright State. Um, pretty exciting team to watch. I mean, I think the College World Series, a lot of people don't, I don't feel like, you know, not many people watch the College World Series, but I think it's kind of an exciting thing that we can start getting into. So, yeah, thoughts I, on I, that? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I've always kind of watched both uh, College World Series of baseball and uh, uh, College World Series of softball. I like them both. I think college softball is interesting, too. Um, I've always kind of been a fan of both. Um, when I interned for the Hurricane Junior Golf Tour, um, my tournament director, Mike O'Brien, his sister, um, Maddie O'Brien, was the shortstop for Florida State, and they were in the World Series. So we kind of watched them then. Uh, so it was kind of cool to watch that. But, yeah, Tennessee, man, uh, you know, my, my, like you said, my dad's from Tennessee. So, like, I grew up a Vols fan um, I, since, you know, I, I still root for the Vols, but obviously I'm a Buckeyes fan. Um, but yeah, like baseball, like I'm rooting for the Vols, you know, yeah. I, I want them to win. Like, I don't know a ton about them, but it's cool to watch. I mean, you know, you bought, Ren actually bought me a Tennessee Volunteers baseball jersey. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool to watch. It's exciting. I mean, like college baseball, man, these guys are nuts. Like the things they do and like just the excitement, the energy, that grand slam was unreal. Like watching that, I actually watched that happen and it was, it was crazy to see, but you know, uh, the college world series, eight teams, um, uh, what are the eight teams left? Randy? So we've got NC State and Stanford. They played yesterday. Uh, NC State won that game. And NC State's actually the team that knocked off Arkansas, who was the number one overall team yeah. in the country. Is it a best of three series? I can't uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think they play I'll, – I'll, I'll try and get to that in a second. So NC State and Stanford, Vanderbilt and Arizona. Uh, Vandy beat Arizona yesterday, uh, seven to six in 12 innings. So big win for Vandy. They're the number two overall team in the country. Uh, and then you got Tennessee taking on Virginia today at one o'clock, and Texas and Mississippi State play today at six o'clock. So, kind of how that's going to work, I guess. So Monday it'll be uh, Stanford taking on Arizona, NC State versus Vandy. So the winners play each other, I guess. Losers play each other. So there's a winners bracket, losers bracket. I guess that's how it works. So it's not a best of three. Uh, and then on Tuesday it'll be game three loser um, versus game four loser. So that would be. Uh, Tennessee, Virginia, and then uh, Texas, Mississippi State. Those losers will play each other. So it just kind of goes back and forth. I think winners, losers, winners, losers play each other. Yeah, and then, and then they, they get the winner's the record. World Series for best of three final. Kind of like the yeah, kind of like the toilet bowl and the and Gus Macker. If you, yeah, I played in that a couple years in a row. Yeah, me too, once. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so College World Series, you know. Kind of exciting to watch. Uh, you know, if you like baseball, uh, just something else to to throw I'd on like the TV. I'd like to go to that one day. I think that'd be really in cool Omaha. Too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool too. Um, what do you think as far as like, you know, you coached high school baseball for, you know, several years, how big of a step up do you think that is from, from the high school level to that D one college level? Like as far as talent goes, I mean, we played against guys that went D one in college in high school. So I, I think, um, I think it's a huge step up. I I think a lot of guys don't realize that step up. I mean, you know, we've had players from Greenfield go NAIA D one, they went D three and they don't even start. Yeah, you know, they go. I mean, some of them will, um, but you know, so that just shows you how big of a step up D one is. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going to start their freshman year. I mean, if you're a really good player, you might, um, but you know, 
anymore, I mean, I feel like kids are so frustrated if they don't start, they're not willing to wait out the process. Um, we see that all the time in football. You know, yeah. It's the frustration of, you know, they're not willing to wait out the process because there's a million endless options for them out there. Um, but I think I, th- I think just the level of competition is so different. Um, and plus the academics, man. I mean, it's a rigorous process sure. to go there and do your academics and also, you know, to make it pro in baseball, I mean, think about that. You have to go low A, high A, double A, triple A, yep. the, the bigs. I mean, that, that's, that's a process, man. Yeah. So, you know, college baseball, if, I mean, if you want to put in the work and actually make it to the big leagues, and they're still they're still using the uh, the BB core bats in college, right? The you yeah. know the aluminum with the wooden shell or whatever it is. How's that work? Wood wooden with an aluminum shell, right? Yeah, yeah. I said it backwards, but uh, yeah. So why do you think that is? Like, do you think it's because it's a slow? It's it's the slow the so like I, I believe it. It's just a safety thing. It, it slows the it it reduces the the speed basically of the ball off the bat. Um, I mean, some of these guys still crush it, but. Yeah. It it basically reduces that speed, so you know you don't see as many homers, but I, I think they still hit them. But yeah. you know, in high school baseball, we didn't see near as many homers as what you know you saw when we played, right? Because we had aluminum bats, right? Yeah, we had like the drop three aluminum, yeah, yeah. Uh, BESR certified or whatever. So what, so if they're making that transition to slow, like why don't they just go full on wood bat in college? Because wood cracks and how I mean, BB core expensive, do, yeah. Do break, I mean, they do. I've seen them break, yeah. But, um, you know, just wood's more. I mean, aluminum know. breaks too. We were talking about the yeah. other day those copperhead, uh, those worth yeah. copperhead bats we used to have in B League. League, yeah. I remember Donnie Woman used to like, sh- like he would like dent it in to where it was like it looked like a pop can. Dude, he crushed. destroyed my blue copperhead. We would go out there and hit. I think I just, saw he, him do that. Yeah, he crushed mine, dude. He just because he crazy swung so hard. Yeah. It's crazy how bats have changed since we were kids. I mean, and they'll continue to change. I mean, technology is so crazy. I mean, I mean, why, why are wood bats so expensive? Though? That's what I don't understand. Like, you've got to be able to get them. Like, I like, like wood bats. I mean, I Legion, I Legion Ball. We were playing wood bat tournaments. I got one up there. I still got. I it. think it's if ra- you you know if you're gonna make it, you know, I think might as well make it universal. And you know, just yeah. make wood bats be you know what you play when you play yeah. baseball. Yeah, I mean, the pros use them. Right, I use them all the way down, man. Let's I mean, imagine like, you know on. a kid that you know uses a wood bat all the way throughout, he's going to have experience with it when he gets to that level. Like I think the worry is the danger of him, but like a T-ball or a little kid. Oh, no, that's not a problem. They're not going to break them. No. I don't think. No. Even even like B-League, you know, 10, 12. Unless they snap it over a pole or something, but I I personally don't think they're going to break them. I mean, I broke one in Legion when I was like 16 or 17. And I mean that was probably because it had been hit with a million times. Yeah. And I, I didn't swing hard enough to snap it completely in half. I mean, I just cracked it at the handle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really happen that often in the pros. Like they I mean, they break them every once in a while, but it's not like it's like every game they're breaking their bat. Like or over their knees, which is insane to me when they do that. Yeah, Bo Jackson that. did that. All right. So we'll move on from our baseball topic uh to something different. So I was talking to uh Jared Haynes this week, uh, my cousin Big Rodsta de Monsta. Uh, and he was giving me some some ideas for some new topics. So I'm going to bring one out to you right now. Uh, and that is the law on the law. Breaking the law, breaking 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 the law. So what I'm going to do here is just look over some of the uh, strangest laws. And I'm I'm specifically pulling up Ohio for this. 
uh, to look at some of the craziest laws in the state of Ohio that you would never uh, expect to be a law um, and just kind of go over it with you and see what your thoughts are on these uh, strange laws in our state. Um, so first one that I'm going to throw out to you. So it is illegal for more than five women to live in a house in the state of Ohio. What are your thoughts on that? I'd say the more the merrier, man. The more the merrier, huh? It kind of doesn't work if you have like six kids and they're all girls. Like it's illegal. Like what are you going to go to jail for that? I have no idea. That That is a really dumb law. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it from, I don't know, I guess. I don't know why, why that would be put in place. I guess like a, I, I'd say you probably have to read the fine print on that law. I don't yeah. Know. Like a trafficking thing. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it is illegal to get a fish drunk. Why would that even be a thought that would cross your mind, I guess? I guess you'd fill the fish tank with beer and, you know, they'd get a little tipsy. Yeah. So I guess it's like a like a animal cruelty thing. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. Um, let's see here. Participating or conducting a duel is prohibited. I kind of feel like we should go back to duels. You know what duel? I mean? Like, like Dude, a duel. Dad, like Dad and I at Bass Pro yesterday saw an old Western, like, you know those, like, poker table pistols? Yeah. Like, you pull them out. Yeah. My hand wouldn't even cover the like the stock of that thing. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you didn't shoot it, but it was sweet. But you, don't you think we should like go back to the times where like if you have a problem with somebody, you know, you, you just, shoot them. Well, <laughs> you just you go out in the in the road and you, you take your steps and you turn around and whoever shoots first wins. You know, I think we ought to do that for an episode, but we'll do it with paintball guns. Yeah, for sure. Me and you got here and people will record it. Like yeah. we'll, we'll get the, we'll get the listeners like we'll live stream it. We'll live stream that episode. Yeah, we'll do a duel. We'll yeah. just use paintball guns and we'll shoot each other. That'd be funnier than hell, dude. Yeah, we should do that. All right. Um, let's see. In Youngstown, Ohio, you may not run out of gas. That's against the law to run out of gas in Youngstown, Ohio. So if you do, you get a ticket? I guess. Yeah. So if you can't afford gas, you probably can't afford the ticket. Right. So then you're really screwed. Yeah. Maurice Claret, you better be careful. <laughs> yeah, he's, I don't think he's still there. Um, in Columbus, it is illegal for stores to sell cornflakes on Sunday. Huh. Yeah. You don't even like cornflakes, do you? No, but why? Why? I don't know. I guess it's like a holiday uh, or not a holiday. Is it a religious thing? I don't, I don't know. Cornflakes. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, let's see. In Lowell, Ohio, it is unlawful to run a horse over five miles per hour. So if you're riding a horse, you can't go more than five miles per hour. The Amish around here, man, them little kids get them things going by 15. No, no way. They're always on the, the buggy or whatever. Dude, I saw one riding one like Tecumseh down the street here. Tecumseh. <laughs> Have you been to Tecumseh in a while? Yeah, I like that. I'd go. I, I think, think we should go. It opens up here shortly, I think. Really? I love that when I was a kid, but I don't. I don't know if I, you know, have the same experience now. But dude, I think it's better when you're older because you understand. Well, because like the the cannon fire and stuff, and like the dude falls off the cliff, and I think it's I think it's a good show. Hopefully, you know, we can get get our kids together and go to that. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, these are kind of out there a little bit, I guess. Um, in Bay Village, Ohio, it is illegal to walk a cow down the road. So yeah. I guess people are like walking their cows. Is that like a thing people do? I feel like you wouldn't make a law unless you had to make it a law. Because people do it. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Like, rules aren't rules for no reason. Right. So who's some, getting their fish drunk? So somebody know. sold cornflakes on Sunday in Columbus. <laughs> yeah, but what's, how's that bothering people? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's the problem with selling cornflakes on Sunday? Like, unless know. they, like, you know. But Kane, stay, you know, stay out, man. Don't buy, don't be buying cornflakes on Sundays. They got it all blocked off. Yeah. You can't, if you get your cornflakes on Sunday, I'm going to call the, the sheriff on you. So. I'm reporting it. All right. Uh, one more here. Let's see. Oh, in uh, in McDonald, Ohio, your duck may not be paraded down Ohio Avenue. So you cannot show off your duck in McDonald, Ohio. I know you have a couple pet ducks here at, at, uh, <laughs> in Hickensville. So you, you can't show them off in, in McDonald, Ohio. I'm sorry about that. That is unbelievable. Daffy and Donald, you know, but nobody else. Hmm. All right. So, next topic for us, it is Father's Day, right? So, I uh, figured we would spend a little bit of time talking about our fathers. Um, and uh, just, you know, I, I sent it out on a tweet on um, Twitter about, uh, you know, if any listeners had any stories they want to share or comments about their dads. But, of course, you no know. No feedback. No <laughs> feedback. <laughs> we, we have great followers. We love we you do. guys. Thanks for following us and, and not responding to anything I say. But, anyway, back to um, – our topic here, Father's Day. Talk a little bit about our dads. Um, I'm going to try and make sure that Jimmy doesn't cry while talking about his dad, but uh, I, I don't know if I can prevent that hey, or not. Mom. Hey, Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so let's just start. You know, I'll let you start talking about your dad and you know, kind of what he means to you and, and you know, how you, you know, your relationship has changed over, over, over time. And um, you know, if you want to thank him for what he's done for you, whatever. You're already starting to cry. No, I'm not crying. I'm laughing at you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, my dad is like, I mean, outside of you, I mean, my dad's my best friend. I mean, you know, I, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, my dad, when I was probably, you know, when I was a little kid, you know, my dad, I did everything with my dad, obviously. You know, you don't really, you don't really, you know, he took me fishing, he took me hunting, he coached me in baseball, all the sports, all that good stuff, but... um you know, and it was fun. I mean, obviously we argued because I didn't listen and I was a mouthy little brat probably, but still are. Um, I can't wait to have Jackson be that way to me, but, <laughs> uh, you know, and then, you know, as I became a teenager, you know, I was, I guess I started to resent my dad a little bit because he had rules and I didn't like him. I didn't like to follow him, uh, but I did. Um, you know, I always hated because I had a curfew and nobody else. Well, my, I guess maybe some of my friends had a curfew. I don't know. They just didn't um, follow it. I don't know if they did. Uh, it just seemed like they did. Their rules maybe weren't as strict as mine. Um, I don't know. Maybe they were. Um, I'm. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I felt like mine were pretty strict. Um, I had to be home by midnight. Um, if I wasn't, um, there were consequences. The door was locked, um, right? Yeah. All A's and B's on the grade card. If there, if if I didn't I get all A's and B's, if I got a C, I think I got one one C. I got one C in fourth grade, and I got one C in high school. Um, it was grounded for six weeks cause that was our grading period. Uh, and I, you know, in fourth grade, I think I lost, I don't know, games and I had to go to my room after dinner and study or something. And in high school, it was like home after sports and, you know, I, I maybe had a flip phone or something and, uh, you know, wasn't allowed to go nowhere, you know, had to be in at a certain time and study. Um, 
So none of that stuff, but until the progress report came back and then I got a few things back, but yeah. So, I mean, I guess I just kind of hated all those rules, but I get why my dad did those things. I mean, if it wasn't for him having those rules, I guess it wouldn't have built a foundation for me. Um, Cause you know, I felt like I, I got through college quickly um, with good grades and I, I got through grad school quickly. Um, I have a good job today. I feel like I'm pretty successful. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy with the way things turned out and like now, I mean, my dad's who I turn to for advice and I go to for things. I mean, he's always been, you know, positive and things. You know, if I get if I get into a sticky situation, I have, um, you know, I, I got an underage at 20. You know, my dad was who I called. Um, I figured that was going to be a bad deal, but it wasn't. You know, he, he helped me out, helped me get through it. Um, it, it wasn't a, a big deal for him. Uh, he, he helped me get through that. So he's who I turn to. So he's definitely, you know, my best friend and. He's, he's definitely who I turn to. And, you know, Father's Day is always, you know, it's always going to be cool having him. And now that I'm going to be a father, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, and I think he's excited. I can see it. You know, he's excited to have Jackson. You know, we were at Bass Pro and Cabela's yesterday, and um, he bought all this stuff for Jackson. And he's like, well, he's got to have this. He's got to have that. And it's just cool to see how excited he is. To, yeah, it changes him a little bit. To be, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be different than how it was with me. I can tell that. <laughs> yeah, um, no joke. And uh, I think he's excited about all that stuff. And, you know, I'm excited about it. And I, I can just tell, you know, he may not tell me all the time, but I can tell that he's proud, you know, yeah. of how I've turned out and how, you know, what he, he can, you know, he kind of like hints around why he did things the way he did them. And I think he hopes that I learned from that and hopefully I'm able to instill those things in my son. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited and I hope, you know, he has a good Father's Day today. We kind of spent the day together yesterday and I'm going to go to my father-in-law's today and spend the day with him. And, you know, I hope all fathers have a good day. Hopefully your dad has a good day. But what's your dad mean to you, man? So happy Father's Day, first of all, to Jim King James. Um, he's uh, He's definitely one of those guys that, you can tell uh, he raised a good boy over there. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Happy Father's Day, Jim. Uh, but my dad, yeah, kind of the same, I guess, situation with me. You and I kind of were raised sim- similarly, I guess. Um, you know, I, I struggled with my relationship with my dad for a long time um, because I was mouthy and I was a back talker. And I was, and now I'm getting that back with my son, Bowen, who's three, and he that's all he wants to do is back talk me. And it's, yeah, he's I mean. A, he's a good boy. He is a good boy, but he he definitely, you know, has that, back back talk mouth that I had so my dad always told me when I was a kid he said one day you're going to regret this because it's going to come back to to bite you and it definitely has so he wins that argument as well um but no um I had the same kind of uh, you know upbringing as you did you know my dad was tough on me um you know I had to follow the rules um you know he didn't want me to be lazy you know on a Saturday you know he wanted us to be outside you know don't sit inside all day in the air conditioning you know learn you know hard work and that kind of stuff and he taught me that um, you know, one thing he always tried to teach me was like how to work on stuff, like how to work on cars and how to, and I was always, you know, the kid that, you know, didn't want to do that. You know, I want to go play sports or do something else, you know, instead of doing that. And now as an adult, I wish I had listened and to, took the time to learn, you know, because those are important things now, obviously, but, um, you know, you can't change, you know, the decisions you made as a kid. You don't really know what you're doing at that, that point in time. You're just kind of, you know, you think you know everything, but you don't know anything. Um, so I definitely regret that now, but, um, you know, yeah, for sure. My, my, my dad's, you know, taught me to be, um, I think respectful of other people. You know, that's one thing that I was admired about him. You know, he was always, 
Um, and he still is always very respectful of other people. You know, he, he never wants to, um, you know, give people a, a bad thought about him. You know, he's always, you know, nice to people and treats them with respect and is, um, you know, you know, I guess views people, you know, as equally as he, as he is. Um, but you know, I, I just, like I said, you know, in the beginning it was tough. You know, we struggled even through high school with the same thing with the rules and like, you know, it was always like cell phones with the thing. Like we, we weren't allowed to have cell phones in high school. I don't think I had one until I was maybe a senior in high school um, because he didn't want to pay for it. And that was another thing we, we fought back and forth with like money kind of stuff. Like, you know, um, you know, the value of money, uh, learning that kind of stuff, learning hard work, you know, on your own uh, and paying for your own stuff. And that's something that he tried to teach me. I should have worked in college. I didn't work in college. So now I have all this debt. I could have saved some money in college. But, you know, that's the thing about dads. They, they, they try and teach you the lessons of life that they, you know, wish that they had, you know, learned at, at a point in time. Um, my dad was, you know, out of the house at 18, had a job, and he took care of himself from that point forward. So, you know, I, I didn't really do that. You know, I took a, a different path. Um, but, you know, he tried to teach me those lessons, and I've learned some of them. Some of them I wish I would have learned. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful for the lessons that he did teach me. Uh, and, uh, you know, now our, our relationship's changed, I feel like. Um, it's, it's different. He still tries to give me advice, and, you know, I, I take his advice um, most of the time. Um, I st- we still butt heads a little bit, but, um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely grateful for my dad and, and, and the, the man that he is and the man he's taught me to be. Um, you know, and I, I hope that I can be uh, that kind of a dad to my sons. Uh, one day I hope they'll look back, and, you know, even though I was hard on them at, at some points, um, I hope they'll look back and be grateful for things that, you know, I've taught them like I am with my dad. So, and definitely when, you know, when you introduce grandkids into the equation, they, they change a little bit. Um, I've seen my dad kind of soften up. Um, he was always kind of a, you know, I don't want to say tough. He was more of a, like a rougher, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Um, as far as feelings go and that kind of stuff. But, you know, once we had, you know, Bowen and Hayes, um, he's kind of softened up a little bit. Um, I know your dad's always kind of been, he hasn't been like that hard on you, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but I think it's, it's going to soften him up to have grandkids and you get to see him experience that with, with them. And it, it's really cool to see. So I'm, I'm grateful to have that. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, once my siblings have kids and everything like that, it'll be uh, even more reason for them to, you know, have fun with our, with our kids. So excited about that but yeah for sure appreciate my dad a lot and appreciate your dad a lot and i spent a lot of time with you in high school your dad was always great to me so i appreciate jim a lot so happy father's day to rob as well happy father's day to my dad robbie law appreciate him but happy father's day to everybody out there um this is our father's day episode i'm trying to get it out of the way here early in the morning Uh, but moving on to our next topic here uh this is going to be Jimmy's words of wisdom for our listeners for this week. Jimmy, won't you please come home? The grass is green and the buffaloes roam. Come see Jimmy, your Uncle Jim, and your Auntie Jim, and your cousin Jim. I'm going back to where the cattle roam, dead inside like catacombs before we said our vows. I was searching but never had a... So Jimmy, uh, what words of wisdom do you have for our listeners for this week? So, you know, I've been thinking about what to say here, and I think the one thing that I could say is dreams will always remain dreams until you take action on those those dreams. And that's, you know, that's that remains for me and everybody that's listening. I mean, 
you know, we all dream about something, but until you actually take action on those dreams, you know, they're just going to remain just that, dreams. So I think it's important that, you know, we always are going to wish we had things and wish we would go do things where we're going to wish we'd take that trip or we'd, you know, we'd, we'd have that experience with our wife or our dad or our mom or our kids. Um, and, you know, that's something my wife and I talked about recently was, you know, we want Jackson to have experiences. Um, we don't really, you know, gifts are important, but, you know, you're going to get gifts in life, but they're not everything. Experiences are something you're always going to remember. Um, I was telling my dad yesterday that, you know, the one thing I'm always going to remember with, like, my pop who passed away when I was um, in high school um, or college, uh, you know, I'm always going to remember like an experience I have with him toward the end of his life. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not the gifts that they gave me or anything like that. It's always going to be an experience. So like those kind of things, like dreams and experiences until you actually go set out to get those and, you know, achieve those, you know, they're, they're just going to remain just that like wish wishes. They're just going to be wishes. So, you know, just go after those things. I mean, you know, I think I went after one yesterday, and I was talking to Ren about it. Um, you know, and I, I mean, maybe it's crazy, but man, <sighs> I want to enjoy things, and yeah, and I want to do things, and I want to have, rem- I want to remember things, and I want to remember things with my dad and my friends and my son and my wife, and you know, I want to have those experiences and those dreams, and I want, I want them to become true, and uh, so, so that's that's the advice I could give you is, you know, don't just sit back and wait. You got, you got to achieve things, man, because. You know, one of my dad's groomsmen died recently. Um, Kevin Holler, he, he passed away. And, I mean, he's my dad's age, man. Yeah. I mean, you don't know that, you you know, tomorrow's not promised. So, right. uh, I guess I guess that's the one thing I could say is, you know, go after those things you want. You know, don't wait for tomorrow. Um, and maybe you can't afford them, but find something. You know, money's not everything. So, so you know, go after those dreams that you can't achieve. Um, you know, and, and, if, and if they're not within reach – you know, maybe maybe find a way to to get there, um, to take a different route to get there, um, because you know it might be too late when 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 it becomes uh, more convenient for you, I guess. So th- that'd be my advice to the listeners. Those are Jimmy's words of wisdom for this week on the Legacy Lineup. We appreciate that, Jim. Definitely some solid advice to follow um, for our listeners. But speaking of our listeners, we're gonna do our Legacy Listener section here, where we uh, talk about. Um, comments, texts, tweets we've gotten from our listeners from this week. Uh, so we do have three comments, texts, or tweets this week uh, from our listeners. So uh, Josh Dawson, who uh, will be on the podcast here shortly, hopefully coming down from uh, Columbus, uh, he uh, reached out to me this week, just told me he thought we were doing a really good job. He enjoyed the show. Um, you know, he likes the sports topics, obviously. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's one of our best friends from, from, you know, we met him at Shawnee State where we both went to school. Uh, but we definitely appreciate that, Dawson. So um, we hope to have you down here soon to to get you on an episode. Thanks, uh, Dawson. We'll talk about his uh, his job a little bit. He works at the at a prison, so we're going to talk about some stories that he's had from from his his experience there. Uh, so that should be a good episode. Uh, and then Kane Krause reached out to me as well. Kane uh, definitely a a big time legacy lineup listener, and we appreciate you, Candy Kane. Um, you know he's one of our good friends as well. Uh, always has been. Uh, and Kane, uh, Kane gave me some ideas for some topics to talk about. One thing that he wanted to see uh, or hear, I guess, uh, was Jimmy trying um, 
uh, abnormal foods. Uh, he said, you know, give Jimmy some octopus and get his reaction on, on the oh, show. I can't. I think that. that would be hilarious, too. I think it'd be funny. I think, you know, yeah, try some stuff. Try some different stuff. Try some sorry, octopus, some sorry, uh, sorry, Kane, calamari. I don't huh? think that's going to happen, buddy. Why not? I, you, The listeners are here the sound of me vomiting in the background. Well, what's, what's that matter? Like you can't use it? You can't use a little vomit? It'll be good for you. I so I, I wanted to do the uh, the trivia with with consequences, uh, and my idea was to do like a lemon juice, uh, apple wow. cider vinegar. You wouldn't even do that. I mean, come on, give me something. You you said something like we should throw darts at each other or something like that would be less <laughs> painful. Inflict pain, baby. No, I can't. I can't. No. Uh, but then our last legacy listener of the week is uh, Jared Haynes. I talked about him a little bit already. Uh, gave me some ideas for topics. Uh, he was mad this week. He said he was out mowing his grass. He's like, I got to listen to country music when I'm mowing my grass. I should be listening to the Legacy lineup. So we appreciate you, Jared, for uh, tuning in and, and supporting us. Hopefully down the road have him on as well, uh, girls basketball coach at McLean. So uh, talk about uh, everything to do with that once the season approaches. Um, I guess there's a chance that you and I will be doing those games next year. I don't know. I haven't talked to Shumit yet uh, to see if he's back on. But uh, – Chance that you and I will be the new voice of the Lady Tigers, so we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we appreciate everybody for listening. Um, had a good week. Um, happy Father's Day to everybody. Uh, anything you want to say in closing, Jim? Uh, just happy Father's Day to everybody and hope everybody has a good week. And uh, hopefully we get some good weather and this rain will stay out of the way because I, I know we got enough of it this weekend. But uh, thanks for listening. And you've been listening to the Legacy Lineup. We'll be back next week with a new episode. He was a lion We were a father's pride But I was defiant When he made me walk the line He knew how to lift me up And when to let me fall Looking back, he always had a plan My My old man. man My old man Feel the callus on his hands And dusty overalls My old man Now I finally understand I have a lot to learn From my old man